Are you ready for this? I'm ready. <laughs> you got your earbuds? Yeah, I got them in, so should be good to go. So I got to ask you, because the podcast is called Behind the Wheel, are you always behind the wheel? Sometimes, <laughs> yeah. So living in Baltimore, in the inner city, I was present when the Freddie Gray riots occurred. Baltimore was actually the first city in America to come up with a essentially legal way to ban African-Americans' property ownership within white residential areas. Transformation is a two-sided marketplace where we introduce artisanal and emerging uh, brands, mainly snack brands, to consumers at key moments where they're most engaged. Hi, I'm Derek, and this is Behind the Wheel, a show dedicated to highlighting the accomplishments of ordinary people who are doing extraordinary things within the communities. Check us out on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you find your podcast. Good morning and welcome back to another episode of Behind the Wheel. I'm your host, Derek Oxley, and today's episode is brought to you by the folks at the Creative Running Collection, an eclectic ensemble of artists from all walks of life and disciplines. I mean, we're talking established to wannabe writers, actors, directors, artists, bloggers, vloggers, videographers, podcasters, journalists, producers, and editors who are passionate about creating content for running and entertainment purposes. Still, but more importantly, they inspire people to pursue a healthy lifestyle by helping them identify their purpose, maximize their potential accelerate their growth and continuing the cycle. In other words, they help people IMAC their life. So, if you've got some hidden talent and you're looking for a safe place to express, own, and display your talent, shoot them an email at the Behind the Wheel Morning Show at gmail.com. If you're an entrepreneur, a small business owner, or know of an entrepreneur, a small business owner looking to advertise on the Behind the Wheel podcast, but weren't certain as to whether or not there was a possibility, we have eliminated all the guesswork. It certainly is a reality. Who's this we you're talking about? You know it's just you. I'm not going to go with we. We now have, we going with we? I think we're going to go with we. Let's try. We now have the ability for you to sponsor an episode. How cool is that? Your ad can run pre, mid, or post roll. Simply visit coffee.com forward slash BTW podcast. The details will be in the show notes. That's ko com forward slash BTW podcast. And one of the cool things about coffee.com is it allows supporters of the show to buy me a cup of coffee. You all know I like coffee. So... Shout out to Latoya Shantae, Soul Inspired, Kimberly Hall, and Kim Isaiah. That's why I'm all hyped up on this coffee. So let's get started. Good morning and welcome back to another episode of Behind the Wheel. I'm your host, Derek Oxley. And today, I am here with a fellow running shoe geek. Been following this guy online for a number of years. and. It, it has been an evolution. I don't know how long it's been, but it's been an evolution. The the list of accolades and credits are too long to mention. When we do the interview, when I when I, when I post the uh, the content, I will mention it at the top. But give it up for Mr. Dave Ross. Thanks for having me. Hey, absolutely, man. How you doing? I'm doing well. Mm-hmm. Just, uh, you know, doing all that, doing all the social distancing thing, working from home and trying to uh, stay away from the insanity, you know. <laughs> How's that working out for you, man? Uh, really well, actually. So uh, 
I mean, it, things could be a lot worse. We're healthy and we're safe and uh, things could be a lot worse. We're all going crazy as renters because all the races are getting canceled. And, you know, we'd love to be out there uh, towing the line, but it is what it is. So, mm-hmm. so now for, for, those, for not, those people who, who are not familiar with you, Dave, why don't you tell me a little bit about yourself, how you got started on this incredible journey, this road to running? Uh, started running when I was a freshman in high school. It basically turned out for my high school cross country team more to make friends than, uh, I thought I would have any athletic talent whatsoever. I was very unathletic, nerdy little kid, uh, bookworm, not athletic at all, hated to go outdoors. And so my buddy and I turned out for the cross country team and, uh, turned out that was a pretty good idea because I ended up being a four-year letterman and got a scholarship to run in college and uh, basically I've never stopped running since uh, freshman year in high school. And uh, then I got into coaching at both the age group and then the high school and then even the collegiate level. And now I do a lot of online coaching for folks of uh, all ages all around the world. Mm -mm. And you do some reporting too. We'll get to that. Yeah, so that started in about 2009, and we started doing social media, doing interviews, mostly elite athletes after big events. Uh, I think that started after the National Cross Country Championships in Spokane in about 2009. So, and then my job now is if you see the Olympic trials or any major track meet that comes to like the Portland, Eugene metro area, um, for like, if you're watching the commentators on TV during the Olympic trials, the guys talking on TV, I'm down on the field on a headset during all the distance races. And I'm telling them who's moving from third into second, what what pace they're on, that sort of thing. Um, so they have a better grasp of, you know, real-time commentary. So they know what's going on. I follow the sport so closely that, I mean, I know who's who from pretty much on site, especially mm-hmm. on the American side. And so uh, I don't have to look at a sheet and see who's who. So... Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. And basically it's, you know, I mean, I get paid to do it, but I'm getting paid to do something I love. So I do it for free. It's just. So it's, we'll edit that part out because they said, well, Dave, you said you would do it for free. So uh, we're going to stop paying you. I still, I still absolutely would. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> a lot of fun. And I get the best seats in the house. And it's not a distance race. I mean, I can watch uh, any other event from point blank anywhere on the field. So best seats in the house. Mm-hmm. So now, did you did you go to? Um, I'm, I'm tempted to say Monza, but I guess I'm butchering the name. The first attempt at Euclid and and not the breaking two event in Monza. Um, mm-hmm. I went to Vienna last year when Elliot ran the 159.40. Mm-hmm. So that was really cool. Um, and he and I had been friends on Facebook for several years and chatted back and forth about shoes and that sort of thing. And so. Uh, it was really cool. And he'd actually sent me an autographed singlet like a couple of years prior. And uh, so it's kind of cool to really actually finally get to meet him in person and get a picture together. And then, yo, what did you do with the singlet? Did you wear it or you? Um, uh, no, no, no. I'm, I'm framing that bad boy. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, but very cool to meet him. And he's such a humble guy and uh, just really my favorite athlete in the sport. I mean, he works so hard and, um, yeah, he's just so down to earth and approachable and humble about what he does and really, really cool guy. And the event itself was amazing. Um, so I went there with the intent. I was going to hopefully get to interview him, but he was so busy after that. that um, mm-hmm. So I met him at the hotel the next day, but I did interview a bunch of the guys who were the pacers for the event. 
mm-hmm. so which was really cool. Um, Centro and then Shelby Houlihan was there uh, just sort of watching some of the people I interviewed, but several of the other pacers like Lopez Lamong. Um, so really cool. I mean, and I've been in the sport for 39 years and I follow it really closely. And of all the events that I've been to, that was definitely the most the, the coolest thing that I've ever been a part of personally. I mm. mean, it was just having 120,000 people out on this course. And I mean, it, it was just electric the whole time. It's wow. amazing. I, I, oh man. I, I kind of, and I'm like, okay, cause I got to get the time right. I got, I got to make sure I'm up. Am I up? Do I go to sleep? No, if I go to sleep, I'm not getting up. So I just got to stay wired. I think I could do this. I'm like, you're not running, dude. You're not preparing. Yeah, there's nothing. There's no. All I have to do is just click the and just sit there, you know. <laughs> but you were I, there live. That must have been like an intense feeling, man. Yeah, it was. It was super cool. Um, you know, it's right there at the start, watching the guys warm up and strides. Guys like Bernard Lagarde and some of the other pacers, you know, at the start and just like even even at the start before it even went off, it was just like the electricity in there was just incredible. The weather mm-hmm. was perfect, and you just knew that everything was going to click and it was going to go down. You know, so mm. it's pretty cool to watch. And so, you, like you said, you've been running for a number of years now. Now you're coaching Nike. Obviously, is um. I don't know. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but if you had to, <laughs> obviously it is. I don't know why I'm I'm playing. You know, it's probably your favorite. It's your favorite shoe. I, if if I had to, yeah. Guess. I mean, I've I've been a Nike guy since high school, and I, I dabbled briefly with some other brands. The college that I coached at was a Reebok school, so I got some free Reebok stuff, and uh, that was in the late '90s. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that. Uh, very rarely have I dabbled in everything else. Although there's some new stuff coming out that I'm gonna gonna take a look at. But uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I've had really good luck with the brand, and uh, that's why I know so much about it because I, you know, followed them for so long and talked to a lot of the guys who helped create some of the shoes that are out now. You know, mm-hmm. the guys who invented the Vaporflies, and uh, you know, a couple of buddies of mine, and so uh, kind of get get insider early details before a lot of stuff's coming out and released. Mm. So it's, it's kind of fun to really be involved in that. Yeah, that, that's got to be fun. You mentioned Reebok. I had Verity Breen on. So I said, what are you running in lately? And she said, Reebok. And I said, Reebok? The last sneaker I, I think that I had that a pair of Reeboks is the first shoe that I ever read running in. It's the zigzags. And those weren't running shoes. So she, what run? I should have asked her. She didn't mention it, but I'm like, I didn't know. So I'm like, oh, okay. Now I gotta yeah, go there's research. A, there's a couple it. of new there's a couple of new Reebok models that are actually pretty decent. A couple of racers that are really light that have a carbon fiber plate in them. Uh, I think they're called the Float Ride Fast or something like yeah. that. Um, yeah, I mean they're they're decent shoe from what I've heard. A lot of people, um, you know, I've read a lot of reviews and heard good mm-hmm. things about them. So yeah, I'm, I'm not gonna knock them to each their own. Yeah, yeah. I was surprised. I, I'm, I'm scrolling through Instagram and I see. Mizuno has a, a a a carbon shoe or something out now, and yeah, it, they've actually dabbled in carbon fiber plates for quite a few years now. I haven't seen. Uh, this is not that kind of show. <laughs> I don't want to slap. I have, I think the last shoe that I ran in from them was probably like the Wave Riders. Um, you know, I had a couple went through a couple of iterations of those. But when I just hadn't seen anything. I, I stopped. I was like, are you guys going to do anything different? But this this made me pause and stop. I had to call Thomas. It's like, 
is this real or did somebody Photoshop this shoe, Thomas? He's like, yeah, it's real. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Well, every, everybody's, everybody's knocking on the door. I mean, obviously, if you look at what has happened since 2000, late 2016, when Galen showed up wearing the uh, Vaporfly prototypes down at uh, a local race here when he ran a 101 and change half marathon to qualify for the Olympic marathon trials the following mm-hmm. spring. So that was fall of, uh, yeah, fall of 2015, actually. Um, and then, so the prototypes, you know, came out in 2016. And so they weren't released to the public until fall of 2017 for the original Vaporflies. Um, I mean, you look at how much the industry has changed since then, just based on that shoe alone. And everybody says like, wow, you know, and that shoe, and basically it did revolutionize the industry in so many ways. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know why I had this this theory in my head because I guess it goes good with the narrative that that I'd like to tell myself that Hoka that night that the Vaporfly I think was inspired a little bit by Hoka. I mean they they had they just they just took it up like several notches. It's like because that Clifton was oh man the original one. I don't know they they, they changed around, but that original Clifton was 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 something special. And then he's like okay. Yeah, and, and people saw the stack height of the original Vapor Pie and they started comparing it to Hoka's. And it's more like that Zumex foam. I mean, it's so light that it might look really similar, but the stack height is kind of a, a, a misperception. I mean, compared mm-hmm. to what it really does, compared to what the Hoka shoe does. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's the combination of the Zumex foam and the, and the plate that, uh, yeah, those two things combined are really what separate it from you know, everything, yeah. everything else that was out at the time. Yeah. It's definitely um, it's like, wow, this is, this is nice. I'm like, but it's, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a habit. Um, so my, my, my doctors tell me not to, um, I can't talk too much about sneakers cause I'll be back on the wagon or is it off the wagon? I'm not, <laughs> I'm not sure Dave. Yeah. Um, you took, you took a, um, a hard, you know, you, you, you seem to have been recovered. How is your recovery going for you, man? Good. Yeah, we were, uh, wife and I were in uh, London last August and uh, just got into London, uh, went for a run in Hyde Park and I got taken out by a cyclist. He plowed into me um, and there's no car traffic, so it's just pedestrians and, and uh, bicyclists. Guy plowed into me, knocked me out, gave me a concussion and two skull fractures. So, uh, yeah, I don't remember a damn thing about it, though. Mm. Uh Came to in the ambulance and went to the hospital. And uh, yeah, but I ultimately ended up uh, losing 85% of my hearing in my right ear from that. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, putting, coming back from that last fall um, and just trying to get back to running again was, uh, and back to work, back to life as, as we have it, was was pretty crazy. Um, mm-hmm. But um, recovered okay. That was in August. And then late October, I ran a couple of uh, half marathons here and ran okay, won my age group. But um, yeah, just putting Humpty Dumpty back together again as far as like <laughs> train of thought and like trying to like remember things at work. I think I might have had some short term memory loss. I probably went to work back to work a little too quickly after that happened. I wish I would have taken mm-hmm. maybe at least another week or something off. And But yeah, it was definitely an interesting year last year. And I thought, you know, 2019 pretty much sucked because of that. And then here 2020 says, hold my beer, you know. <laughs> like now you're not running. It's like, yeah, trying to figure out what is your why now to get up in the morning and go for a run, man. Now, um, 
you know, it's like, I, I'm such a competitive personality um, by nature. So it's like, even when my kids were little playing board games with them, you know, I wasn't going to let them win. If you're going to beat me, you got to beat me, you know? Um, so, so it's that it's like really, I mean, my love for running comes from like getting out and towing the line and I love to race. And mm -hmm. uh, I mean, now it's, uh, it's getting old's a bitch, man. I'm, I'm 52. I'll be 53 next week. And, uh, mm -hmm. yeah, staying healthy at this age is, is a real trick and, uh, just recovery. And you have to learn the hard lessons. You know, you always try to come back too quickly every time, especially if you are competitive. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, that's the trick because right now I've just been so beat up the last couple of years that, uh, it's, it's been frustrating, but, uh, mm -hmm. you know, I'm optimistic for the future and, uh, hope to be towing the line and, uh, be competitive again. Yeah. Do you have any races lined? Is there anything on the horizon potential? Uh, or? Yeah. My wife and I are both signed up for the Cal international marathon in December. Um, if it's going to happen right now, it's still on. Um, I have a strong suspicion it's probably going to get canceled, but mm. we'll see. Um, if not, we'll defer till next year. Um, And then if that doesn't happen, probably go back and do the Houston half marathon in January, if that's going to happen, which is one of my favorite races anywhere in the U S. Mm -hmm. So why yeah, is there, that? uh, the race director is a, a dear friend of mine. It's, it's such a well put on event. Uh, mm -hmm. they also hosted the 2012 Olympic trials marathon, which was just fantastic. And, um, anyway, it's a great event the, the fields are loaded, especially the half marathon. You have like, you know, 15 to 20 guys who are going to run under 102 for the half and uh, great international competition. And the, the race itself is really cool because the course is flat, so it's fast. And then before and after the race, you're inside this big, uh, like a Coliseum convention area, convention center. And so they have like hot food afterwards and you don't have to, you know, freeze your ass off, even though it's mid January, you know, before okay. and after the race. So it's just a really well put on event and a lot of fun and a great opportunity to run fast. Mm. Oh man. Yeah. I don't have any, I think that I only I signed up for the Brooklyn half and then that got canceled. And I was like, okay, maybe I would, I was thinking, well, I do that and then I'll see how I feel in, schedule something later on down the year. And then it's like, I don't think you're scheduling anything this year. This year is a, a wrap. Yeah. With Chicago just getting canceled and then New York, it's, uh, yeah, it's interesting. And, and London, there's rumors that, uh, I know the citizens race is not going to happen, but they might still have an elites only race. Mm. So we'll see if that happens. Wow. So what is next for you? If someone is interested in, in, in following you online, obtaining training, where would they go to um, get in um, contact I have with a, you? I have a Facebook page. It's just called Ross Running. And uh, so that started out as an online coaching page, and it evolved into something completely different over time. I'm, I'm a huge historian of the sport, and I really mm -hmm. love to follow, follow the sport and, uh, you know, talk about people who are icons in the sport and, and what's going on. And also there's a lot of current news in the sport. Um, so I post up there every day I, for today, for an example, today is a 22 year anniversary of HMO guru setting the 1500 meter world record. So did a little blurb about that, posted the video of the race itself. Um, just stuff like that. Um, but I also do online coaching. Um, so if anybody wants to contact me, they could do it through that. Um, For coaching, most of the people that I coach now are folks who are not elites. They typically have full-time jobs, in some cases families, sometimes are mm -hmm. age group athletes. And 
primarily they're marathoners, uh, but we've seen, and that, that kind of spread from word of mouth that uh, started having some success with a couple of different people in the marathon who set mm-hmm. PRs and then they referred their friends and then they're running PRs by 10 to 15 minutes. And, you know, so it's just been word of mouth and That's had good. A good success with that. All right. So Ross training, if you're interested in contacting Dave, he's, uh, he's not to be played with online. <laughs> Doesn't mince words is a stand up guy. Now, thank you so much for being on the show, man. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. And, um, I'm glad to see that you recovered, man. It was, it was a little scary uh, seeing that photo, man. It's like, damn, cyclist. <laughs> yeah, it was a scary day. But uh, yeah, we all live to tell the tale and uh, got, got hearing aids in early January. So uh, life's pretty much back to normal. Good, good. <laughs> Be well, man. Thanks again, man. Enjoy the rest all of right. your evening. My pleasure. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye.